0: All right, guys. What's up? Back again. Found my way back to the podcast. Uh, I was missing it. So I'm back on. Um, yeah, this week we got some stuff to talk about. First off, um, I'm excited because we've had so many skate events. There's been so much in this area. It's been awesome. Like people coming out, supporting, showing love, creating them, just people creating skate events and, you know, doing all the legwork and the effort it takes to organize something. and and then to get it out there so uh we've been doing a lot of that it was awesome we had the baker demo at solstice that was sick They solstice skate shop got those guys to come out um and the next one i want to kind of tell you guys about it it's roll for rob i had rob ponce on the podcast he's a uh, been a good friend man he's been a staple in the skateboard industry too uh he's been a rep for deluxe and just pushing it and a lot of other brands but He's just been going for a long time, man, and it helped build the whole scene. So, we've been doing a. Um, we've been all coming together for Roll for Rob. Um, Theory Skate Shop puts it together, which is so rad. And uh, it's basically to help support Rob Ponce and his family through his treatment with ALS. So, we all kind of come together, and each time, Theory Skate Shop has been getting like different pros. Like this time, um, Donnie Barley, Westgate, PJ Ladd. Um, and I think that that might be it. I'll, I'm gonna go too and skate, and then I think Goonan's coming, and he's freshly pro, which is awesome. Um, but yeah, it's gonna be crazy. It's at Northampton, uh, Northampton Skate Park, and it's ten ten dollar donation to enter. It's Saturday, October fifteenth. It's from noon until seven p.m. So, this one's gonna be sick. This is number two. So I'm hyped. The last one was at Subliminal. And uh, that was a blast too. And Ellington came out for that. Eric Ellington. Which was sick. So yeah. Shout out to Theory Skate Shop. You guys are killing it. Shout out to Rob. Roll for Rob. Everyone show up. Everyone shred. If you want to enter the contest. It's only $10. So And it's a donation. To help for a good cause. So it's going to be awesome. What else? What else do we got? Uh, oh and then speaking about events. So following that up. That's coming up um on the 15th of this month and then moving into october which isn't that far away it's kind of looking it's like about two months away we got the new england am the contest that i started and then with everybody in this community we're gonna grow it so it's pretty rad man and uh that's coming up and i've been working on the schedule for that trying to feel it all out and i kind of i got it together now and i want to kind of read it to you guys so october 3rd it's going to be day one and we're going to have the 14 and under and the 15 and over contest. And then that night, we'll have an after party at No Problemo um, Taqueria in New Bedford, Mass. Place is amazing. Skater owned, skater run, all of it. So we'll have those two on day one. And then Sunday, October 4th, we'll have the shop owners, personality, and VIP jam. So basically... I'll, I'm gonna, you know, I've been reaching out to sponsors to get products to give away, like some cool different ones, like House of Marley was one we did last year, like these sick Bluetooth speakers and stuff. So I have stuff like that for the event to give away. So, you know, for this jam, I, I want to hook some dudes up. The dudes that are shop owners, you know, they might not want to be in the contest, but they've helped build the, build the skate scene, and they shred still. They love shredding, regardless of how old or young. Like, if you love skating and you shred, that's awesome. So And we got a lot of personalities in this area. I'm definitely going to ask Ramsey and John Cummins to skate in this. So it's a shop owner's personality and VIP jam. And then later on, we'll do the skate shop qualifier. So all the skate shops that come out to the New England Am, that'll go on. And then we'll have the finals. And then at the end of that, we'll have the World Footwear Best Trick which I've been talking to World, and uh I'm trying to get them to give me some cash, so for each, like, banger, I can give out some money for each one. I think that would be sick and make it, like, a rad day. It'd be cool to, like, land something that you've been trying or never tried before, and you just pushed it that day, and you landed it, and then you I got a little extra cash. So, yeah, the New England Amp, that's what we're working on. Saturday, October 3rd, and Sunday, October 4th, a two-day event. So, um yeah, those are the events coming up, man. Uh What else do we got? Went skydiving. turn goon is pro. Um, Yesterday was sick. We were skated. Where would we go? We went to Rhode Island. And we came to this rail, man. And It was a steep rail. Shoot you right into the ground. And I'm 32 now. So I'm not like, I'm not a freshly 16, 18 year old. Like, 32. You know, been skating more than half my life. That damage adds up. So yesterday, I tried skating this rail. Man, I board slid it. Like cavemaned it, backside grinded it, stuff like that. But I tried one trick and the impact hurt so bad. I was like, "Oh my god, this is, this is my limit for steepness at 32." Being honest with myself, I'm like, any like more of a drop than this, I can't do it. So I I just watched my homie Ryan Adleman kill it. He freaking destroyed that rail, like a beast. We call him Scrappy. He's very Scrappy. That's what I mean. I diagnosed him. I was like, he's a Scrappy skater. So. But he's sick, man. So that was yesterday. Um, Yeah, we got those two two events. Went skating yesterday. All I Need Life's in the works. It's coming. The first episode's done. I've been kind of showing it around to brands. And seeing if they wanted to get. To help support it. So that's why I haven't put it out yet. I've been emailing some of my friends. And people. And. And just showing them what we created with the show. And just seeing if they'd want to support it and get their logo in the video. So that's been going pretty cool, man. I, I'm i hyped that people are backing it and, you know, get the whole mission statement be, behind all I need. And it's so cool. And uh, I appreciate all the support. Um, today's guest, that's what the big thing is. Today's guest is uh, legendary skateboarder Jerry Fowler. Um, Yeah, if you're from the East Coast, man... And even Callie, you know who Jerry Fowler is? That dude, so much control, um, so technical. He always seemed like he was a little bit of ahead of the times, or just on his own thing. And uh, I got to talk to him, and it's cool because I, I'm from the Boston area, so I always knew of Jerry Fowler. I have seen all his video part, parts. I watched him in the four and ones, and like that when I was growing up skating, that was one of the dudes I looked up to like that skated in this area is charlie wilkins too donnie barley um and it was cool to learn that um jerry came from cali to the east coast which is strange because not a lot of people do that it's usually the other way it's like you go from this cold weather to the warm weather he decided to come the opposite direction but um yeah today's episode's awesome thank you guys for everything uh yeah I, i'm just rambled long enough but uh i love you guys
1: peace this, this is, is the Shetland Show. Whatever you do, you have one thing that's unique. You have the ability to make art. Make art. And when things get tough, this is what Turn you should do. Up. Microphone check, one, two, one, two. Make art. Microphone two, check, one, two, one, two. I, I hope they get it. I'm sick of explaining history. I'm rolling with a circle of winners. We claim a victories. Yeah. yeah, come on. It's about to be the realest shit you ever heard. You're in a transitional world, right now.
0: Yeah, it's just basically going for it. And sometimes you think about getting hurt or slamming, but, you know, it, it happens. It's skateboarding. You know, it game, happens dude. every day. Yeah. People are worried about skateboarding and the skate state of the industry. Yeah. The truth is we are the industry. Yeah. Skateboarders are the industry. Experience, I guess, just because there's like I've never seen like that many skaters in one place. Just like it's like we take over the streets. How are
1: you doing? I'm good. Good. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, everything's good. Where
0: like, Where Where are you right now?
1: I am in my driveway. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's awesome. In my,
1: in my car. I got to. I had to get out of the house. I can't try and do this with my kids. Um, I live living in Jamaica Plain. Sick. Um, you know, you obviously know where JP is. Yep. Um There's
0: some skate spots there for sure.
1: Yeah, I'm right. I live right next to. You remember that spot? That's like, uh, it's like a seven star handrail. The right when you land is a five star handrail. Yep. Right off Center Street, and everyone used to, like, hit the first rail then fly over the stairs at the bottom. Yep. Right there. Ha, sick. That's a good thing. Yeah, start. right there.
0: <laughs> That's cool, man. Um, alright, so we're gonna get into the thick of it, alright? Just, yep. Cool. I wanna find out where you were living when you got your first board.
1: Um, I was living. Shit. Where was, where was I living? Um, I believe I was living in. Downey, California, which is a suburb of LA.
0: Are you were you born out there? Yeah. yeah. No shit. I've always yeah. just associated you with like East Coast. I never No no. Why wow.
1: yeah, I was out there.
0: How old were you when you got your first board?
1: Um I would say thirteen or fourteen. No, maybe younger. Um I struggle with this all the time. Um twelve or thirteen I'd say.
0: Yeah, I was 13, right? I think I was 13 turning 14 when I got my first board. Um, yeah. how'd you get it?
1: Um, I think I was going through the motions that probably every young kid does where you just, you're trying out everything and you're kind of a sponge and like you have your little crew in your neighborhood and everyone is trying out everything. Like, I remember I tried out seriously every sport. Yeah. You know, like my mom was super open to letting me kind of figure out what I liked and um I remember I got super into baseball for a minute and then I started hanging with this kid who was really into baseball too and then we got together, we got really into BMX. Sick. And then after that it was like skating and then for some reason there was never like each I would spend probably maybe 6 months on everything. Yeah. Baseball was always a constant for me. I was always like playing baseball, but I would have these like you know these other things that I was into. Like I was playing baseball and still into BMX. But then when I got into skating, there was never another like what am I going to go to next in 6 months? It just kind of stuck. Yeah. Just for for whatever reason, you know, like I can't really put I can't really assign any kind of reason to it. It just it just stuck with me and the kids that I Started it with in my neighborhood, kind of moved on to something else, and I kind of through other kids, you know, you you branch out of your neighborhood, and then so it was like after those kids stopped, and it was like go with the other kids that stuck with it. You yeah. know what I mean? And then just yeah. for whatever you know how how kids are when you're young. It's just yeah, like, I did the same say, thing.
0: I did the same thing. I like played all the sports, and then when I found skating, I just like all the other sports took a backseat for sure. And it was just like, and I was so infatuated with skateboarding. And then the same thing you're saying, like, you know, the kids I started with, they kind of stopped because they just weren't as obsessed, I guess the word would be. And then uh, right. you find new people because you're like, oh, I still I want to skate with people that have that same enthusiasm, I guess. So you find them, you know?
1: Right. I got a
0: question, though. What position did you play in baseball?
1: Um, I, I, I could throw really well, so I was center fielder, pitcher.
0: Oh, sick! Hell yeah, I was the catcher. I really, yeah. liked, I loved catcher because it was like one big game of catch, and I was always in the game. Yeah, and
1: you're like the brains of the whole, the whole. The whole
0: well, race. I wasn't, but you're supposed to be.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like you, if you, if you're having a bad day, the entire team's having a bad day.
0: So yeah, fully,
1: fully. A lot of responsibility.
0: So, when you found a board, when you found skating and you just you got it to that point, were your parents into it? Did they understand it? What was skating like then?
1: um my mom my dad was kind of like out of the in and out of the picture um for a lot of the, my youth. I associate all of that support with my mother sick so she was my mom my mom was a young mom she like had me when she was like seventeen I think. 18 maybe.
0: How old? Are, how old? How old are you now?
1: 40. I just turned 40.
0: Congrats! That's sick, man.
1: Thanks. Hell and, yeah. Uh, yeah, I love it. <laughs> just kidding.
0: Well, if um, if I mean I I have that conversation all the time. I'm 32, so I'm not too far behind eight years. But um, I don't know. I'm enjoying it. <laughs> yeah,
1: I mean, what, what are you gonna? do? I mean, it's it's out of your control. What are you gonna
0: do? <laughs> <laughs> true, true, true.
1: <laughs> so I remember her being like. Whatever you want to do is cool, you know? I had that, like, young mom that listened to, like, punk rock and, like... Sick. She was just, like, kind of a free spirit, you know? Like, and... I mean, that's a good and a bad thing because I had a lot of... I had a lot of support, but I also had a lot of freedom or probably too much freedom that a, a kid should have. Yeah. But for somebody that was, you know, getting into skating and, like, getting into all this other shit, it was, like... It was awesome. Yeah. So she was, like... And I think I remember her being, like... Alright, we went to this skate shop, it was called Paramount Skates, it was like the the closest skate shop to where we lived in Downey, and she was like, this is insane, a skateboard is so much money. Yeah. You know? (laughs) What was it then? A
0: hundred and twenty steps? I
1: know it was over, I know, it couldn't have been that much more over a hundred, but back then there was so many accessories, you know, and it was like, (laughs) if you're getting a board, you're getting everything. Yeah. You know? So it was like, skid plates, fucking, you know, everything.
0: (laughs) I remember riser pads, they're not... Yeah, it was
1: insane, like all this shit you didn't need. So it was. I'm sure it was a lot of money, and I think she kind of was like, "Okay, we're gonna spend this money, and then you're gonna have one board, and you're gonna be done." Yeah. You know, and uh, it was never that was never really communicated, but I think that's how she thought it was. But like back then, it was like you have a board forever. Yeah. But not forever. I mean, but you know, longer than now.
0: Yeah, because I mean, longer. this is when you're kind of starting out, so the board will last you for sure. I mean, unless you start jumping down shit, then it'll last you for a while. Other people- yeah. Yeah, like
1: first board can you know you don't you don't even have your equilibrium you know like yeah so it's like it probably lasted me forever but I think she thought it was gonna be a quick thing and then after that I got my second board I think my grandmother bought me my second board
0: are these legit setups
1: my first well I mean that was that was my first legit setup yeah. um I had like a banana board before that that was like you know probably ten dollars at the store that was total shit They you know?
0: just like get bored with and like, yeah
1: but like <laughs> my first actual skateboard was like you know it was a john lucero it was the one um the schmidt sticks with the the dude ripping out of the bars
0: yes i remember
1: not the first one with the eyes but it was the second one okay um yeah these were like legitimate and my second board was a lance mountain his like the the main like the lance mountain you think of when you think of his you know the original one with the dudes walking yeah like that. that one yeah, it's so sick yeah, with the second. Yeah, it was super rad. I was so psyched to get a Lance Mountain.
0: How, how do you go like so you got skateboarding, you got these boards. How do you get into the world of skateboarding? Like spon- find out about sponsorships or video parts or traveling or all that cool stuff?
1: I was um I kind of like always gravitated obviously towards skaters and back then skaters weren't cool like skaters are now, you know. Yeah. Like in like in like as as far as like schools, like you go, if you're like a skater now in a school, I feel like you're the hot shit kind
0: of. Yeah, it's definitely like more accepted and considered. Yeah, back
1: then it was like super punk rock still, so it was like at school I always ended up hanging out with the the punk rock kids, like the, some of the gangsters out. Like there was a lot of gangsters out there like yeah. back then, and they some of them skated, which was like kind of crazy, and like the heavy metal dudes, you know, like so we were all.
0: The misfits. <laughs>
1: kind of, like, yeah, it was like, kind of the, the misfits of, you know, st- stuff now that's, that's normal. It was like back then, it was kind of, I don't want to say it was all in its conception, but it was, it was still so young, you know?
0: Yeah. Absolutely. So like,
1: I just gravitated towards those kind of people, and then I ended up meeting this older dude, this guy Glenn, who was like, super good at skating, and I just, me and him just clicked. He was like, two years older than me. And we didn't go to the same schools because he was, I was like still in junior high and he was in high school. But, um, I would just get together with him and then he put me on to like, you know, I would go skating with all his friends and that's pretty much how it worked.
0: Like, so then you're seeing all these people with like different tricks and pushing a level and like, I get, yeah. did they ever, did they introduce you to skate videos or how did that? Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: This guy, this dude, Glenn was like kind of turned me on to everything. Like, yeah. He was, He was, like, I really looked up to him. He was, like, a mentor in a way, like, but I didn't know it. It was, like, an accidental mentor, you know? Like, I'm taking on all his stuff, and he's kind of just kind of schooling me on, like, how to do tricks, and these are the, you know, these are the videos, and, like, check this out, and, like...
0: That's so tight.
1: Yeah, like, he showed me. I'm sure every kid has that.
0: Well, hopefully, hopefully, yeah.
1: But, like, now, I mean, but for me then, that's how it was. It was, like... Looking back, it was, like, knowing him was huge just because... I and mean, he didn't get me, like, sponsored or anything, but he kind of put me onto just videos and, like, progression and, like...
0: I think, like, the crazy part is he was older than you, right, you said? Yeah. Yeah, that's, like, the duty of the older skater dude that, like, knows all about this world and enjoys it is to share it and be open with, like, the young dudes. Like, I I think that's, like, that's how you keep skating. People hyped on skating is you show them a good time and you share what you know and what you enjoy and then... That's rad that someone did that. That's so yeah. cool. That's awesome.
1: Yeah, like, definitely, like, I reflect all the time. you know, like, that's what happens when you get older. You start, you know, like, <laughs> like you're thinking back.
0: 40. You're only 40. Well, no, no, but you,
1: well, at least for me, I, I, you know, think about growing up all the time and, like, Yeah. then, you you know, you you kind of, like, you realize all these meanings that you, maybe you overlook because you were so much younger, you know, like, and you're like, wow, that that was huge. And, like, that was, for him, for me, knowing him, and that, at that period of my life, like, we just, we were, like, skating non stop and it was just rad. Like, we were so, like, hungry just to skate, and that was, that was a huge, a huge thing.
0: That's cool. so cool. Yeah, I, I agree, man. As I mean, as I get older, for sure, I reflect back, and I think of all the times, and I'm like, oh, I wish, like, there's certain times where I'm like, I wish I, like, knew what I knew now back yes. then, because I would have appreciated shit more, you know? When you're young, mm-hmm. you don't really understand what's going on, and you're just, trying to configure shit out, and it's, like, right. then you get older, and you're, like, oh, sometimes, I look back, and I'm, like, I oh, was a good dude there, I was a shithead there, god, I said stupid things, I yeah. must be so embarrassed, <laughs> you know what I mean, but, yeah, that's the process, it's, like, if you self-reflect, and that's how you grow past all that, I, I agree, so how do we go from, like, hanging out with these dudes, and your first sponsor, did you ride for a skate shop first? No, um,
1: yeah, um, there was a couple, random you know like one thing that really kind of like not not fucked me up but it was like we moved all the time yeah like my I like I went to five high schools damn it was just like constantly moving so the hardest thing for me was like making friends
0: why were you moving
1: my my mom and my dad split and like one of the times it was like she split for like six months and it was like we just kept moving I don't know what it. I mean, I still to this day don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I have the same exact background, same yeah. thing. Dude, when my parents were alive, they never really got along, so I would be going back and forth and moving, and I never really understood why because they wouldn't tell us. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's like you're going here, and it's like,
1: fuck, what's going on? Yeah. I didn't go to
0: five high schools, but yeah. damn,
1: <laughs> we went to we went to went. We just moved a ton. we were just bouncing around. So I'm like, a lot of the a lot of the time, I ended up just skating by myself and I ended up meeting um this dude Dave and this dude Matt that lived up in the valley like way up you know like you know where the valley San Fernando Valley yeah and I would go up there once I got my license and I was living in Orange County my mom had moved us to Orange County and uh, I would just go up there and skate and uh you know now I'm like 16, 17 you know not really too concerned with school whatever I ended up getting a shop sponsor up there in Thousand Oaks uh so super old shop called the resolution sick and it was um was it revolution i don't know that sucks i can't remember <laughs>
0: <laughs> there are they, are they around i wonder no i doubt I it, figured. I, doubt it.
1: <laughs> but I got on the shop out there and i remember that was like my first sponsor and uh that was cool and then a couple other shop sponsors and then
0: was that yeah, well, i got a question was that a goal of yours was to get sponsored or how does
1: I, I guess. I don't know. Like, how else does it happen? I guess some some people it just kind of find... But I guess... I mean, I wasn't really trying to... I knew I was trying to get better at skating.
0: Yeah.
1: I was just trying to... I was trying to skate with people that were better than I was, you know? And just kind of, like, just see how other people operate. And I was, like, just super hungry, you know? Like, yeah. And I just wanted to... um I just enjoyed it so much. And it was such a cool thing because it was... um It was... uh after playing so many team sports and trying them out, it was like something that you can do on your own and, and uh, no matter what, how it makes you feel doesn't really have to do with anybody else. Yeah, you know, it's just completely satisfying. And and when it's horrible, it's horrible. But it's like you know, it's 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 you know more times it's better than it's than it's not. So it was just it was just this cool thing. So I was just trying to just do that as much as I could, and uh I guess it ended up how it ended up. Um, I'm not gonna say I wasn't trying to get sponsored, I was, but it wasn't, like, um, just end all, be all, you
0: know? Yeah, like, that's not what was driving you. I'm the same way, like, except when I found, when I found out you could get sponsored, I wanted to ride for the local skate shop, because they put out videos, and I was like, it'd be so cool to be in the video, and to, like, they were such a cool, it was Solstice Skate Shop in New Bedford, Mass., and all those dudes were like, my, I, I look up to them and they had video parts and they were like skating together and it was just like, I wanted them to like me because I liked them so much, you know? And I was like, yeah. If I could get in with that crew and ride for the shop, it was like a goal of mine and I made it happen, you know? But it wasn't the end all be all. It's the same. Like, yeah. if it happens, it happens, cool. If not, you're still skating for your own internal reasons, you know? Yeah. But the goal shouldn't be to get sponsored. I, I agree. We
1: Definitely, like, me and our buddies were filming each other and, like, making little videos and stuff. But it wasn't, it wasn't, like, I I wouldn't call any of it, like, any solid, like, a, you know, total, you know what I mean?
0: It was, like, skate, it was, like, all broken, fragmented. I had the same thing.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it was a lot of comedy and just a lot of just... You know, like,
0: yes, that's awesome. Skating needs more of that snap yeah. <laughs> more fun. Um, all right, I'd like to jump around on my show a little bit. Uh, we'll get back to that in a second. Um, I was going to ask you uh, – actually, I wanted to ask you how you ended up on the East Coast.
1: Um, so I came out here on a TV skateboards tour – we did a demo in Whitman, Mass on the yes. South Shore.
0: I used to box in Whitman, Mass. Really? South Shore boxing. My dad would take me there in uh yeah, it was the Whitman Boxing Club and I uh, used to box. That's so cool.
1: Yeah, so we came out. I drove I skated for TV. I think I was like 17. Drove all around the country with Mike V and uh at Templeton. And wow. Yeah, and they said Mike V had been talking about Jamal the whole time and about how we, Jamal was on the team, but I'd never met him. Yeah. He's like, yeah, he's going to meet us in Whitman. So we met him, met Jamal in Whitman, uh, did like a demo or whatever, came up here. I think cause Jamal had to tell his mom he was going on tour or something. Like <laughs> it was quick, you know, it was just like we drove up to Boston real quick and I didn't get to really see much of Boston, but, and then I spent the rest of the summer with Jamal on that tour. We just, we like drove up the top of the country, then back on the bottom of the country. It was like yeah. two months
0: in a in a van with Mike V. Yeah, and, yeah, and and, and Templeton. Templeton? holy Jamal. cow!
1: <laughs> What's that?
0: Holy cow, that's sick!
1: Yeah, it was you know it was rad, and then um, but I I loved Jamal like right off the bat. You know, he's such a likable dude.
0: Yeah, fuck yeah!
1: So he was just like, yeah, you should come out to Boston, come out to Boston, and then um, the next summer I think we did another tour. And that was, um, toy, I think it was Toy Machine Tour, maybe. And by that time, Panama Dan was on, too. So we went to go pick up Jamal and Dan. And just again, I clicked with Jamal again and then Dan again. And then Dan was like, you know, Dan had like a, like this huge house in South Boston full of skaters. And he was like, come back through anytime you want, whatever. Sick. So I just, I bought a, I bought a ticket like next summer without a return date, and I just came out, and I stayed, like, probably three months.
0: What made you, what, were you just, like, you had a good time, so you're like, fuck it, let's just try it? What was going on in Cali that made you just up and leave?
1: Um, I don't know, I was just kind of, I was just open, I was, I didn't have anything really requiring me to be in Cali, you know, and I didn't really, I wasn't unhappy, but I was just psyched to go somewhere else, I think.
0: That's right.
1: Got a little, a little, a little taste of traveling and the whole tour bug, you know, and like, I just enjoyed being away.
0: It's so funny because everyone here wants to go to Cali. No, I know. Everyone
1: I meet, you know, people are like, you're crazy. I'm like, you're crazy. Uh, (laughs) 70 degrees every day is... It's not the, it. that's not what makes the world go round.
0: Yeah, you know? I agree, dude. I love the weather, the seasons, the changing, yeah. the, it's the reminder. And, in, in, dude, last two winters have been so fucking brutal. Like, yeah, last
1: winter was insane.
0: Like, not even just the snow, but, like, just having bad luck. <laughs> like, in life, you know, at times, like, and you're like, damn, and then you're stuck inside, and you have to shovel, and it's just like, winter can weigh so heavy on you. That when yeah. spring and fall, when spring and summer comes, you're, like, so happy. It, like, changes your whole shit, yeah. like, fully. Like, the weather and plays a huge impact on feeling alive, I think. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. So, you get out, um, so you get out there, and you stayed with Panama Dan and full of skate, like, a full skate house?
1: Yeah, total skate house. It was nuts. That's nice. fucking awesome. There me. was, like, the, the city had, I mean, the city has them now, but, like, back then, I didn't know anybody in Cali who lived in a skate house. You know, they just don't have them. Everyone live with their parents. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone that I knew lived with their parents. So I was like, come out here, and it's like, you know, a bunch of people my age, you know, fucking ten people living in a five-bedroom. You know, like, so yeah. what you know, and it's like, wake up, skate every day, party every night, you know, in this town that's really rad, you know?
0: Yeah, amazing. Like,
1: this is I, Boston, right? Yeah, Boston. Beautiful. Like, just skating into the town, you know, meeting a bunch of people that were awesome and just skating, skating different shit. Yeah. It was fun, and nothing's perfect here. Um, Just, it just felt more my speed, so I just kept coming back. I would come out here and spend the summers, and then I would just, I would have a blast, but I would, I don't know, for some reason, I just always kept coming back here. I just loved the skating and the scene.
0: That's so cool, man. Um, All right, we're going to jump back to the beginning. All right, so... Television, was that your first, like, besides Shop Sponsor?
1: Yeah, it was TV first, and then... TV? Yeah, TV with Ed and Mike, and then that went through...
0: Oh, wait, 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 sorry, sorry, sorry to cut you off. I wanted to ask you about Ed and Mike. What was that like? Those two dudes are, like, larger-than-life, like, characters and personalities. Them two together? Were they, just buddy-buddies? Did they mesh well?
1: Um, yeah. Like, I met Ed first... Pretty randomly, I met a a friend of his that worked at a skate shop where I would go and buy boards in Newport. And when that dude would get off work, he would say, I want to go to Huntington High and skate. And I'd be like, yeah, I'll meet you at Huntington High.
0: That place was so fun, the little skate park. Yeah,
1: we would just skate the manual pad in the back like at night because the lights would come on. You know, there'd be football games all the time, so the lights would come on. And uh you would just skate the manual pad until you didn't want to skate anymore. And you would go home. So that's what me and um, me and my buddies would do. We'd go meet up with that dude, and we knew he was friends with Ed. And I just ended up meeting Ed um, one day, and uh went skate went Huntington Beach High and just skated. And I just, you know, I don't want to say I clicked right off the bat with Ed because Ed's kind of a quiet, reserved dude. Yeah. But um, he was obviously killing it at that point. Nose blunts for days, I bet. This is, like, his, the, you know, the height of his, like, New Deal era, you know? Yeah, So He was, like, to skate with him was incredible, you know? Because he skated faster than anybody I ever skated with. Yeah. And he had, he had such a presence, too, you know?
0: Yeah, and he always Uh, skates like a man. He just, he's like a, he pushes like a man. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, like
1: he's just a good dude. To, yeah, and he was he he looked different too. You know, he was such like like he looked like skaters look now, like tight ass dickies and like Chuck Taylors and the tight ass t shirt. He just looked he just looked different. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. this was before like baggy pants shit. And, yeah, uh, he just was like a different looking dude who skated like nobody else, and he was just rad. You know,
0: it was cool because he like inspired a whole generation of kids to do like um impossibles and nose blunts and like front feebles and like yeah i feel like he just had such an impact with that stuff that's so yeah awesome. for sure did you when you met ed were you like had you been watching his footage like had, were you like a fan of ed when you met him? oh
1: for sure yeah i had yeah. like i had like a few of his boards even before i met him damn you know? <laughs> i had like it was rad like but i mean that kind of stuff like back then it was like huntington beach high was like on the weekend, there'd be, like, fucking 100 of the kids skating there. So it was, like, you saw, you saw, like, certain pros all the time. Yeah. You know? Or you heard about them or whatever, and it was, like...
0: Yeah, we don't have that. We didn't have that out here. Yeah. we Like, the pros, like, I always associated you with coming from here, so I'd be, like, you know, Charlie Wilkins, Jamal, you, um, Donnie Barley, like... But like out there, imagine that—that's where the whole shit is, the industry. So there's probably you're seeing tons of people, I'm sure.
1: Yeah, I'd only seen Ed skate once before I met him, but it was really rad. Yeah. It was a—it was an insane demo. Like, I went and saw. It was a demo. It was like like just like total like posh posh like pro skaters. It was like Ed, Mike V, Matt Hensley, and Jason Lee.
0: Damn! Like the full collective. Of, like it was like, it was
1: like you couldn't make. Like there couldn't be a better de- a better demo with better ingredients. Yeah, that's you know? all, like all that is good. Was like, holy shit, it was in Orange California, the skate shop hot skates put it on. It was like it was insane. Yeah. Like, um but that was the only time I'd seen Ed skate before I met him and it was um it was definitely cool though. And we I, just kind of I I don't wanna say we clicked but we ended up skating together a little bit. And then he offered me a board and just kinda of went from there.
0: Wait, so you had a board on TV?
1: No, no, he just he was just like giving me boards.
0: Oh so like
1: oh yeah, do you need a board or whatever? Sick. He started like giving me stuff and then that's kinda how we you know, little friendship. And then uh when him and Mike quit New Deal, I just kinda they kinda told me what they were doing just kind of took me with them. Not What's with it? them, I wasn't I wasn't with them, but it was like was like know. do it. <laughs> What's that?
0: It was just like let's go, let's do it. Let's yeah. go For this trip, was there other people involved or that that's like it was you? Um, and then was Ed me. and Mike and you guys just went across the coast. Went across.
1: Yeah, it was like Jamal was on, and there was this other kid um from uh, from Canada that we picked up along the way, but he, uh, he ended up leaving early.
0: Why? Uh, is <laughs> Why is that? Did he have a hard time?
1: I think he, yeah, he did. <laughs> <laughs> I see that
0: happened on trips. <laughs> yeah,
1: he made he made it like half the trip, but you think yeah. he ran out of money or something
0: like that. Yeah, that happened. <laughs> so yeah. did, so you feel that you're you're sponsored, you're getting bored, you're traveling. What was your what do you where were you th- where are you going with skating? Like what was the, Where do you go from there? Because you wrote for t- t- TV. I didn't really,
1: I didn't really know where it was. I mean, I mean, where was it going? Did I know where it was going? Yeah. Like, no, not really. I had no idea.
0: Where did it take you next? Um, cause you wrote for TV and did, you also wrote for Rhythm as well.
1: Oh. Yeah, it went TV, then it went television because they switched owners. They had to change the name because I think it was copyright or something.
0: No shit, I didn't know that. <laughs> and
1: then it was um, then there was like nothing for like a few months. Then it went back to like buying boards or getting boards from Ed was like getting boards from like random people and giving me boards. Sick. We didn't we didn't know what we were gonna do, and then um, then Time Machine started. Um, but it was, where they started it, was, like, short-lived. It was, like, only lasted there, like, six months. Yeah. And then it went to, um, to Tom Yeddo from there.
0: Tom yeah. picked up, like, brought them into the distribution? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
1: Todd to Swank, I guess, uh, contacted Ed and was like, are you happy? Come over here, or whatever, I'm starting a distribution, so.
0: Were you, did you skate for a Toy Machine? Yeah. So that, you just kind of went along through all these changes? Getting kids yeah, and yeah, with the homies and.
1: Yeah, it was cool. Like, I. Um. I was definitely closer with Ed. Yeah. Uh, actually, I got closer with Mike after we. After he parted ways. You know, after he went to do his own thing. Yeah. Mike. Mike went to Powell. I actually, got close with Mike then. It was strange.
0: Maybe just. Um. Some distance. You're, like, stoked to see each other. Like, hey. Yeah, you?
1: maybe. I don't even. Yeah, I never had any, any, uh, any issues with Mike. It was just. Whatever him and Ed were going through, kind of, my loyalties were kind of to Ed, cause I, not my loyalties, but I was closer with Ed than I was with Mike. Yeah, which makes but sense. When I, when I went with Ed, um, but I would keep in touch with Mike, and I would go skating with Mike. It was cool, because I still looked up to Mike, you know? Hell yeah. So it was rad. A lot of
0: people look up to Mike, man. Like, he was a little before, like, I remember Mike from, like, the the fight videos and the the BAM stuff, and like... Like but I always knew all the dudes I looked up to would be very praise Mike Mike a lot, you know what I mean? Like he was the man. Same with Ed Templeton. But I yeah. I kinda caught Ed's like skating when I was getting into it. But Mike was just before my time, I think. But his skating was always different, which was so fucking cool. Like he's yeah. doing all the shit that you're like it wasn't cool, you know, was, <laughs> he's just doing it. <laughs> it's just cool. <laughs>
1: yeah, Mike Mike was definitely awesome. Not that he's not now, but to, to be around him and see kind of how he operates and how he carries himself is like, is really rad, you know?
0: Yeah, I saw him down at Tampa this year and it was like, he was wearing a helmet the whole time, which was like, I don't, I mean, he's older now, so I guess he's just wearing a helmet now, but uh right. that right there, I was like, that's different, like, kind of like it already. And then I saw him and I said hi, and he looked nervous, but he said hi, he's very nice. And then I found out he does a podcast too, which is so cool. Um, yeah. Yeah, so, I, and then I listened to it and he had on this dude, Daniele Boleli. I don't know if I pronounced that right, but he's like a philosopher and he's a super cool dude. But, okay, were you ever any good at contests? Did you ever win a contest? Um, I won an am contest
1: at the Powell Skate Zone. Yep. And then, I think that was the only one I won.
0: Yeah, and, I've only- And won.
1: <laughs> um I think I placed, actually I made money at one of those X Games ones.
0: Really sick.
1: Super randomly.
0: Did people think you were instantly famous because you're like, I skated the X Games, and back then I imagine. This,
1: back then it wasn't like. I remember I. I. I don't even know if I if I knew that I did well. I think I left. <laughs> like it wasn't it was in Asbury Park, New Jersey. Oh, sick. And uh, I think I skated and we just left you're and like i like
0: they're good fucking them out
1: no i like i i was so like just aloof not aloof but just just disconnected like i just didn't give a shit yeah and, uh, i ended up getting a check sent to me sent to planet earth and i was like <laughs> a check just showed up and i was like oh i guess i, guess I did all right <laughs> <It was laughs> super funny um but no i never really did um do well in contests at all it was all i can't plan a fucking run
0: kidding me i know the struggle dude i've I've won one and it was like a shop it was like some cuddy one down south but i was so proud i like i don't know if i could win them all i'd put give my mom all the medals and be like i'm are you proud of me (laughs) check this (laughs) out (laughs) that's cool oh it's too much i can't do it all right so i guess if contest isn't your thing what about filming video parts was that something that because you've had some really good video parts man i I went back and was watching some like just refreshing watching the stuff from back in the day man was that something you were striving for to film a great video part or did um i'm always curious well i'm sorry go
1: ahead
0: no i'm always curious because like i i know how i feel like uh, certain video parts i've watched and i'm like i wish i could film something like that and i still have that feeling and i'm still trying to get like a part that I am like, you know what I mean? Like I don't know. Did you ever have that feeling about video parts?
1: I I mean, I love a project, and I love like I'm like a super details person, and um.
0: I can tell from your skating, and I, I don't like yeah, very compliment. Like
1: even in my life, like I'm just super organized. Yeah. So if somebody tells me that I'm gonna have the opportunity to do like a video part. And they give me a deadline. I Like, I love a deadline. You know, like, I just love being able to be like, all right, I'm going to do this. And then it's not exactly like, I don't have, like, um a way that I go about doing it, but...
0: But just uh, knowing you have a deadline kind of gets you to be like, okay, and start building. in,
1: In the beginning, when I started being a part of videos, I didn't have that, but I had a very... I was very fortunate when I was young. I think the first video I was in... Was it the, I don't know if it was the union video or the toy machine video but I was allowed to be in the editing room sick and like be talking to the person and this is when I'm like 17 18 you know what I mean talking to the person that's doing the editing and bouncing ideas off of them and having them be like you're out of your mind or like no that'll work you know or like and I that that made a huge impression on me And I and I kind of had this thing where it was, like, I wasn't going to... I I didn't need to control every aspect of my video parts, but I loved... Obviously, my skating is my skating, and that's, you know, what I do. But, like, I loved being a part of the process.
0: Yeah, and as you should, because it's definitely... It's like your sweat, and it's your effort and everything. So you should definitely be part of the editing. Like, that's how you know you've given it all to it, I think, you know? Yeah,
1: and, you know, I mean, who are... If you end up having a video part that you're not happy with, um, yeah. and you look back and you're like, oh, I wasn't there for the editing. Like, who's to blame? It's you. You know, it's like you who else can you be can't be frustrated with the guy that did it if you didn't have direction.
0: Yeah, you know? exactly. because
1: a lot of, you know, a lot of people. And I think that your your personality and really your identity is a skater. If you're if you're working with whoever's editing the video, I think is it comes through. Yeah. You know, and it's like, I, I've gotten in many arguments, I, you know, I've gotten, you know, any arguments while editing videos. And it's like, well, no, this is important to me. You know, like some, I've, I've been told before, like, no, that just looks like fun. That's not hard. And I was like, well, it's going in because it's fun.
0: Yeah. I want, you know, that. I want to express. Yeah. That. I
1: want, <laughs> like, I really liked how that felt. So we're going to use it. Hell you yeah. know, and then, if you want to put it in the credits, that's great. But if you don't, it's going in my part, you know, like, it's just you have to advocate for yourself and i i love that part of videos like that's like my favorite thing to do is like work on a video part and uh just put it together and then the finished product and when it comes out great it's like it's really cool you know so that was like one of like my favorite things to do
0: all right all right that leads me to uh is there a part that stands out for you that you're proud of or that, like, you feel... Like, what's the most complete part that you feel you got out?
1: Um, shit. I don't know.
0: If you had to look at it like your body of work, like, what's the one that you'd be like, yeah, that's the one? Um. You're on the spot. No pressure.
1: I know, I, I just have <laughs> Progression-wise, I guess it would have to be... Um, maybe one of my 411, like, like a best of 411 profile or something like that.
0: Yeah, man. I just watched. I don't know if that's the one I watched, but I watched one the other day and I was like, God damn.
1: Well, I, remember, I just remember that it was like, skating was very technical, but it, it was like, um, you know, a lot of lines. It it just seemed like it was, um, skating was at an awesome point. Hell yeah. But I... I like the DNA one too because it was it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of traveling, you know. Yeah. I don't know. There's a there's a few.
0: Was there any was there anything like big moment in skateboarding that you noticed that changed? Like from Did you see it get super popular at all?
1: Yeah, I mean for sure. I mean every it seems like there's it seems like the skate population is I don't know. It's grown massively.
0: I guess a better question would be like when you met Ed Templeton and all that, where was skating at? Was it popular? was there like it was
1: popular, but it was still um like like I said earlier, there was like if you go to Huntington Beach High on the weekend, there's hundreds of skaters, yeah, but all those skaters weren't from Huntington Beach, you yeah. know, it was like there were there were kids taking the bus like myself from cities away. <laughs> To go and skate Huntington Beach High because it had everything that you wanted to skate and you might get to see your favorite pros. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, and like I feel like maybe now all those kids live in Huntington Beach. You know, like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're not having a bus. Like if that makes any sense. Like there was there was some of us spread out then, but now I feel like there's just so many. I feel like everybody skates. You know. Yeah, absolutely. Which, every, is, every, which isn't a bad thing. I'm not you know not insulting
0: nah that's what we wanted everyone wants that You when you're young you're like oh i wish skating was everywhere like because when i started it was just like magazines and videos and i lived in new hampshire and we didn't have anything about skating but i was like we we're like dude i wish we could just watch skate videos on tv and like i wish it was everywhere and then you get what you want and you're like oh now i wish it was the way it was where we were just us <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah you always want the opposite of what you get you know right um okay we're gonna jump around jerry um this is what this is like. Less skate. This is more life stuff. I want to get into because okay. after actually, I'll just start there. What made you transition from being a pro skateboarder into um, the next job or next thing you're going to do, your next step, your next growth in life? What made me do that? Um, or how did that play out? I, I'm I'm still not the best podcaster, <laughs> so bear with me. <laughs> um,
1: I I mean. I was skating for DNA. I was 27 years old, and I could tell that DNA was going out of business.
0: Yeah. You could just see it? Like, see it? Yeah,
1: the writing was on the wall. You know, the the royalties were getting less and less. You know, your board's not selling as much. Or it's... Who knows? You know? Like, whatever. And I knew that I didn't want to be in skating if I wasn't skating. Yeah. Like... If I wasn't, if I, if I had to focus my efforts elsewhere, like, I just wanted, I just wanted to dip, you know, like, I just didn't want to, whatever. That's cool. I don't like that. Yeah. I didn't want to be working in a warehouse with a skate. You know what I mean? I just didn't want to do that. So
0: you wanted, was to, kind, you wanted to be the skateboarder. You didn't want to like work in a warehouse, be that. Yeah. Makes yeah. Sense.
1: And nothing against skaters that do that, but I just didn't want to do that. Yeah. Um, but I was, I was, I, it's funny because I didn't want to do that, but I was directionless. I like, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I just knew that I didn't want to do that. And, um, so I kind of just, I was living out here in Boston. I was living in Somerville when that, like, completely went out of business. And I was just like, shit, what am I going to do for money? I didn't know what I was going to do. Um,
0: were you, were you scared?
1: Yeah, I had a healthy, a healthy amount of, you know, yeah, that sucked. I didn't yeah. know what I was going to do. So, um, I had, when I first heard that DNA was going out of business, I had already started school. I was going to EMT school sure. and a buddy of mine just kind of put me onto that and said, you know, you should try this out. It's a, it's a fast class. It's a good job, you know? Yeah. Think, you know, I think you, you, you would enjoy it or whatever. So I did that, but I I didn't get a job right when DNA went out of business. I filled out an application and I got a job. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that's awesome. There was, like, a weird, like... I I felt like I was, like, putting it off. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I, like... I had a sense that DNA was going out, so I went to school and then I just kind of kept that in my back pocket. Yeah. And what's funny is, like, kept that in my back pocket and it was like, you know, you don't make... (laughs) It wasn't like I had this, like, you don't make a shitload of money, you know? It was like... But I got a job and... That was pretty much it. I had a couple of shit jobs before that, like just doing random stuff.
0: What what is but, being like an what is being an EMT like, dude? I don't even like I I don't even know anything about it, really. It's
1: it's a completely different lifestyle. It's when I first got into it um just go, just leaving being a pro skater and going and doing anything sucks. Yeah, yeah. I know. no, know? It yeah. completely fucking sucks. And not in, like, a financial sense, just in the sense of, like... Well, you're, like, free
0: people. when you're a skateboarder. It's so like, you have no responsibility.
1: Well, you've been working at something for more than more than half your life. And they're serious. I was talking to somebody about this recently. There needs to be... I'm not saying, like, a skate union. But I, there, I wish that, like, each company had somebody... That, like, an HR person that sat you down and, like, talk, spoke to you about how hard it's going to be when, <laughs> when you are no longer valuable.
0: Yeah, yeah. And
1: you go out into the real world.
0: And like, there's, hey, there's you're some, making a lot of money now. Maybe you yeah. do something with the money, because if you don't, you're going to be on the same level as everybody else.
1: Yeah, and some people have those parents.
0: Yeah, know, like I didn't. <laughs>
1: yeah, neither did I. So, it's like, you know, you, you it's, just, it's, a, it's a harsh reality. Yeah. You know from not that I'd never made a ton of money skating but it's like comfortable and you're you're working at something and you're progressing and you're you you're you you have confidence you know it's like and then you go to something and it's like you know bottom of the barrel what you did before up to that point doesn't matter yep and I'm not the kind of dude like I was even nervous telling people that I skated I was almost like I wasn't I didn't I wanted to just start my new career or my new profession and not have anything to do with skating. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and it doesn't have anything to do with skating. But like, what am I going to say? I mean, it, people when I have job interviews, it's always like, "Oh, that's so cool! You're a pro skater." Next, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Like, it doesn't it doesn't bring anything to the table?
0: Yeah, it doesn't hold any. It's value. really you fucking don't cool. Have...
1: It's you. It's cool that your kid skates, but yeah. that's not going to help me be a better EMT or a better paramedic or a better yeah. firefighter. You well, the, the, you can't like. I don't
0: know. No, and I totally agree with that, but I think that the more skateboarders that talk about what skating gave them and, like, how they got, like, like the discipline they learned from skating and, like, how it, you know, it teaches you perseverance and it teaches, because, you know, it's problem solving at yeah, its basic. It's like, you cool. want to learn a trick, so you got to make all the mistakes so you find the way that works for you. So that's, like, a good fucking. So the more people that talk about what skating gives them as far as jewels for life. And then you can prove it and apply it to other things and disciplines. Like then, it's almost valuable to be a skater. It's almost well, college what, degree.
1: <laughs> what's funny is, is I was I, I don't want to say I was embarrassed to say that I skated, but yeah. I wanted people to I wanted people to respect me, um, because they respected me in my new profession. You know what I mean? I didn't want to I didn't want to try and bring use it as some kind of currency where it was like you should like me because I did this. Yeah. Cause, you know because I'm in this new I'm in this new work. You know this this new um just this new, whole new world, and it's like, I didn't want it to do that. So th- what's funny, this is hilarious. Well, not hilarious, but. <laughs> I'll so, be the judge of that. <laughs> my wife tells me, I go, I end up getting hired, when, when I got hired as a firefighter, okay, I was, like, super nervous, taking, like, civil service and all this stuff. My wife goes, when you go into this interview, if you have the opportunity to talk about skateboarding. Okay. And that's something I never, I never did.
0: You didn't want to. <laughs>
1: no, she's like because she's like you, you open up when you start talking about skating. Hell yeah! And that you're gonna bring the room to you. You're gonna that's gonna be your thing. She's like don't you know? Obviously you're gonna know, need to know the job and you're gonna need to like, you know, wow them in that sense. She's like, but it's gonna open up so much of your personality.
0: Yeah, because it's gonna show you have passion, which exactly a lot of people don't have. And unfortunately, I got
1: that. I got the job. Yes, she's like randomly, so the lieutenant that was interviewing me, it was a, like a, f- five people interviewing me, he was like, he was like, oh, I see you're teaching skateboarding classes right now, and I see that you're you were a professional skateboarder for 12 years. Tell me about that. Just opened it up.
0: Wow. And,
1: and I just, like, ran with it, and it was, like, the first time I'd ever done that. Damn. And I got the job. And I was just like, shit, like, i not saying I should have used skating.
0: But it, but it had was, so like, much value to it, though. <laughs> no, I
1: know, but I just, I didn't, I didn't, Maybe I was just my mind was shut off to that, you know. Yeah. I wasn't even considering that. And then I mean, my wife's like super smart. She was like, "You should do this." So I just did it. And then well, it was just it... like, fast man."
0: <laughs> yeah. So it seems like to me because you said earlier, you're like, when I'm done with being a pro skateboard, I just wanted to leave it. You know what I mean? Like, it seems like you just wanted to kind of like leave that behind and move on to the next. So that's maybe why you didn't want to bring it up or use. Yeah,
1: I didn't it. Want like to that's something my... separate. Yeah, I didn't want it to be my identity. Once I left, you know, yeah. like I wanted to I wanted to be able to create create my new my new identity outside of skating. <clears throat> but I was I mean, which is cool, I think. But it was kind of foolish, you know, because mm-hmm. I am who I am. And it's like I should own who I am, regardless of who's in the room. I sh- should be who I am. You know what I mean?
0: Good. good. So it was like good thing for your lady. She's the saving grace.
1: <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. But that was just, it was just my I don't, I don't even know why some fucked up reason. I was like, I'm I'm never going to talk about skating. I'm never gonna try and like use skating as like anything.
0: It's funny because it's funny because I feel like a lot of people are like that because when they started skating, it wasn't like a cool thing, so it wasn't like you know, and it's so much more accepted now. So it's like you don't realize if you just talk about it, people are more open about it and like yeah, I mean the qualities that come. I was,
1: I've always been like really protective of skating.
0: Hell yeah, I like, love that. And,
1: like my wife sees that when like people. People that don't skate try to talk to me about skating, and they say corny shit. I get fucking pissed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? And I, I don't process it well. <laughs> and she's always just like, you need to, you know, you need to learn how to talk to other people besides skaters. Yeah. And that's, it took me a while, but I've just always been really, like, I guess, I guess protective. It's like, because
0: I feel, I've, I've found that the people that love it and care for it and really like what they do and indulge in it, they're very protective of their art you know because it's like everyone has a different version and it can get perverted and it sucks when someone's talking about something that you feel deeply in your heart and you know what it's all about because you live it and they're talking about it trying to pretend and you're just like oh you're not even like you're talking about something and you don't even have the experience and it makes me so angry too like they just try to fit in or whatever it's like because it's your art. It's everything. It's literally to the point where you've spent years and years of your life in sweat and hours and, and it defines who you are because you grew, we grew up as skateboarders, you know what I mean? Doing what right. we wanted. So it like made us who we are. So to have someone just like pretend or just just whatever, or just trying to explain that to, like, someone that doesn't really want to listen about it. <laughs> Sometimes it's tough, for sure. I'm learning, right. too, to talk to other people. The podcast has been good for that.
1: <laughs>
0: nice. I had some awesome people on my podcast that don't even skate, and they're, like, it's, like, help me have conversations outside of skateboarders because I always hang out with skateboarders, and it's, like, that's what we do, you know? You're just in a van or you're with your homies and everyone's skating. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, back to what we were talking about. The EMT, like, were you in the ambulance and stuff? Yeah,
1: yeah, I did that for a few years. So you're um, riding
0: around in the ambulances and picking people up?
1: Yeah, yeah, I worked um, worked in Somerville mainly.
0: Wow, you must have seen some shit, no? Yeah, yeah, you
1: can see, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all you know, see all types of stuff.
0: Like trauma and injuries and gunshots and stabs, what? Um, car accidents.
1: Yeah, all that. Um yeah, it's pretty much pretty much everything,
0: Jesus is that weigh on you at all?
1: um it has before, but it go i mean it goes away that the trick is to not make it go away, you know don't like don't force yourself not to think about it, just eventually it'll go away, okay. so I've gone on i mean i've yeah, I've definitely seen some some You know, horrible, horrible stuff, but it's, um, I think the way that I, the way that I deal with it is I kind of, somebody has to go to those things. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it's like, thank God, people, you kind of, you kind of, um, tell yourself that you're lucky that you get to go to those things and you get to try and help, um, those situations, you know?
0: Yeah, we need people like that. I think of that all, all the time about nurses and, uh, EMTs and stuff like that. It's like, cause some of my friends' moms were nurses and I'm just like, oh, like I'm so sensitive about everything. Um, just from the way I grew up, like just hypersensitive. Cause I have seen a lot of trauma as a kid. So like yeah. I can feel a lot of things from different perspectives. So like, I'm super hy- hypersensitive. So I feel like I couldn't survive in that atmosphere where I'm seeing people crying or bloody or like, I couldn't, it, like, thank God you can. <laughs> thank God other people can, is what I'm saying.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's definitely tough. Like, my, uh, my lieutenant, he tells me, he, there's like this saying where it's like, you know, you, you have a backpack that you carry your whole career, and it's like, you, each, each little thing that happens to you is like a pebble. Yeah. And you put it in your backpack, and it's like, at the end of your career, this fucking backpack's gonna weigh a lot. Yeah, Um, yeah. So it's like, just how you, that's his kind of, the way he describes it, he's like, whenever somebody has a hard time with something or whatever, he's like, you have to, you have to deal with it, or you have to talk about it, you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. So, that's pretty much, we, whenever anything bad happens at the firehouse, we, we generally talk about it. Yeah. No one really, everyone's usually pretty open, and if we have something really bad happen, they'll be like, do you need to go talk to, like, a professional? You know. Yeah. So that's 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 pretty much. We have all the resources that we that we need, but I haven't ever really need to. You know.
0: You have I don't a, really, you have a system that works for you. Yeah, I have a system, yeah. and. Yeah, everybody. that's that's gnarly, man. That's really gnarly. And so you went from being an EMT. How long did you say you did that for?
1: I did that for a few years, and then I went to uh, I put myself through paramedic school. And that was paramedic school. was like two years, and then I was a paramedic for about two years after school, and then I became a firefighter. I've been a firefighter almost five years.
0: Was that a financial decision? Like you're like I need to make more money, so I got to progress in this. Or well,
1: you have a small window. Like if you're if you're gonna go the EMT route, you only have um out here. You only have you have a small window. It's not. A, I mean, you you could be an EMT your whole life, and that's great, but. Yeah. If you're going to be an EMT, um, just based on cost of living, you're going to, in about four or five years, you're going to be making about as much as a paramedic. Okay. Your raises, you know what I mean? So it's like, if you're going to become a paramedic and you're going to try and, you know, better yourself, you, you really need to become an EMT, you know, get a little bit of experience and then become a paramedic. And then, then you, from that you can go to fire. But, um.
0: Wow, I didn't know that. I didn't know that was like the change. Well, that's the
1: that's the progression. I think that everybody would like to do. Yeah, you know? but so that's pretty much what I did. And I, you know, what you the 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 hard part is getting, putting yourself through school, starting to work, and then getting back in school and working while you're putting yourself through school, and then like so that was those were a tough. Those were some tough years, but yeah, I imagine you, you have to. If you're going to get the ball rolling and you want to, you know, be in a different place 10 years from now, you kind of have to, just like anything else, you know, like you just have to have some kind of foresight. And I'm not saying I knew when I became an EMT in 2004 and 2015, I'd be a firefighter. But you, it takes a long time to go that route, you know? Yeah. And that's just what, for me, it just happened. It worked out. It works out for a lot of people. That's- Massachusetts it's definitely, um... I've seen a, a lot of people succeed, at, you know, they become an EMT and a medic then go on to fire like I've done.
0: That's awesome, man. Is there, um, is like in the, I imagine with the, if you were going to be a police, there's probably an age that they're looking for, like, is for fire, cause you're 40, when, when did you become a firefighter?
1: Uh, I was 35.
0: Okay, so 35, is that like an average age? No, I got on
1: a little bit late. There are guys, I mean, there was a guy in my fire academy class that was 42, uh. Um, there there's certain towns in Boston you can't be over 32
0: sorry uh, I like to smoke weed sorry, <laughs> sorry. Uh, I have a certificate I say it on every podcast <laughs> I have no ACL on my left knee and I had vertigo for six months and I started smoking weed again and it cured the vertigo which is not nice. yeah it was insane it really bad vertigo it was fucking scary dude I couldn't, I couldn't skate for six months, and that's, you know, when it's your life, you're like, but yeah, is it ever going to go away? Right. Um, do you have children, Jared?
1: Yeah, I have twin twin girls.
0: Wow, twins, dude. Yeah. Whoa, awesome. whoa okay, sorry. We got to stop here. <laughs> so, wow. So, what was that like when you're like, I'm pregnant, and then you find out twins?
1: Yeah, it was pretty cool. I mean, it was scary.
0: Yeah. Were you guys like down, uh, if this is too personal, you can tell me, but was it a con, was it like, hey, we're gonna have a children? Like, you guys just were aiming for that?
1: Yeah, we were trying to have a one kid. You know? <laughs> that sounds horrible. But like,
0: no, but I have, mean, no one's like, have, let's try to have two. You don't, you never have, think your boys swim that well. But
1: they're, <laughs> they're natural. They're natural. There was, there was no, like, you know, nothing special done. It was just, a, we just had twins. Wow. So, and you know, I guess that, that happens.
0: That's amazing
1: Yeah we went with it And it was It was a little scary at first
0: Fuck Um, yeah I imagine
1: Kind of like instant family Which is cool In that sense Where it's just You know you didn't have one And now you have two True Just you and your wife And then But um Yeah it's awesome They're great They're three years old
0: Uh, You said girls? Yeah Wow that's awesome So you've got three ladies Near you now
1: Yeah I'm surrounded by women
0: (laughs) That's pretty cool That's awesome I like like girls though
1: yeah they're they're great kids.
0: that's right man so uh that seems so heavy to me because i I look at life and i'm like um hey, i i am it's so fragile and so like precious like so then you you're like, i'm having one, then to have two just seems like uh that would be overwhelming <laughs> it is I, mean, I guess you have your lady though so <laughs> yeah I
1: mean life as you know it is pretty not not completely over, but it's like you put yourself second to everything, you know, you just have to, you have to make those changes and, and some people don't make those changes and, or some people make those changes and they're not cool with it. You know, it's just, it's really, it's a really hard balancing act all the time. Cause, but it's awesome. I wouldn't, I can't, my wife was just saying the other day, she can't, you know, she was like, can't really remember when we didn't have kids and she can't imagine if they weren't here, you know, like, that's how that's just the reality of it it's it's the best thing in the world it's cool
0: that's sick man well i guess this is a good time to transition into what you're in you're doing now Uh, are you skating for hops now
1: no not anymore oh okay you did uh, with that
0: you were for with jamal yeah yeah Yeah.
1: Yeah, up until yeah till we kind of ended that the end of 2013
0: And, uh, how did that come back to be? How were you, like, gonna get back into riding and, uh, being a pro again? Like,
1: um, I moved back here. I'd been, you know, I've moved back and forth from Cali a few times. I came back here, and I had been skating. I kind of took, like, a, a, a long time off skating. Yeah. And just because I didn't know really what I was doing with myself, um... I was trying to focus on other things, and I came back, and it, it just, I was really psyched to be here, and I found that I was, I was, I started skating again, and it was, um it was hard at first, I was like, slamming, I was having the worst days skating, but I just kept skating, and I started learning tricks again, and I started learning new tricks, sure. and I was just like, it was almost like a rebirth. And I when I say I took time off, I took off like I didn't skate probably for like two years.
0: Damn. Yeah, that's a long time, man.
1: Yeah. yeah, and I you know I was somebody that always had a board, and I would like cruise to the store and like stuff like that. But I just didn't wasn't skating. But I when I came back here, it was in like two thousand eight. I um I just kind of picked it up again, and I started I started skating by myself a lot, and I just after a while I got back to the point where things felt the way they used to feel yeah and like i was happy with how tricks felt and i was just really psyched and uh yeah that's pretty much it and then jamal just hit me up and like shortly after that
0: damn that's sick man because he's your longtime homie so it's tight to be able to get involved and
1: yeah it was super it was a lot of fun it was cool
0: is skating something that's, like, real personable, personal to you? Like, because you you've said a few times that you, like, it seems like you like skating by yourself.
1: Um, I like that I can skate by myself. Um, so I do that a lot. If I, you know, yeah, I guess I like skating by myself. But I also, I realize this about myself more so lately is that how much of the, like, the the hanging out I enjoy, too. Yeah, so have somebody else there and the that's something i never really realized before just the social aspect of it is yeah. awesome like somebody to laugh at you when you slam or <laughs> you know just somebody to bounce ideas off of is kind of important
0: yeah absolutely i, I was the same way for a long time I, I i asked the question because i i i'm similar in a way it's like i used to like to skate by myself because um it's almost like my meditation like i could kind of zone out and i didn't have to talk to people and i didn't have to think about bullshit i could just go and skate and like, I can get why kids would want to have headphones in. You know what I mean? Like, cause yeah. for me, skating for a long time was like therapy. It was kind of like, okay, I'm dealing with all this shit and my own thoughts and craziness, but I, and, and I mean, dealing with like family life and other people and my school life was shit and all this stuff, but anytime I got on my board, it was like, oh, I can just like kind of focus on this and I don't have to think, you know? And I would yes. focus on doing instead of thinking. And, uh, and then I, you know, I got into like, I got past the therapy side of skating for me and then now it's more about just being with people and skating and some days it's still like that. I'll go out there and I don't want to talk to anyone. I just want to skate hard until I can't breathe basically, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like sweat it out and feel great after.
1: Yeah. I have like very little time like now to skate. Yeah. But I get like I get like small windows and one of the last days that I had I skated all day. It was awesome.
0: How did you? Like how did best, you? By myself. I'm sorry. What was that? It broke up.
1: No, I just like went out by myself like all day and just fucking exhausted myself. You know, it was awesome. Just yeah. hit up so many spots. It was really cool.
0: That's awesome. How how did you meet the dudes like bro and get involved with the, those guys at Oldford? Um, um,
1: I I uh I got hit up by Matt Bagley. Sick. When I moved when I moved. You know, Matt. Yeah, Matt's awesome. He just hit me up. Um. I think he just. I didn't see him out skating, but I think he, he heard that I was back and I was skating a lot. And he just hit me up and said that, um. He's like, yeah, he's like, Jamal's getting on the team and, uh, Joey Pepper's getting on the team. We'd be psyched if you got on the team too. Kind of like an older generation of dudes. Hell yeah. Getting on the team.
0: Legends. I'll say legends, dude. Because uh, you guys are legends.
1: <laughs> so we. I just, just like, yeah. So just kind of, um. Came on basically through Matt, and then, um, Matt bro, and, you know, became friends with bro through him, through yeah. Matt, and, uh, like, Devo and Armin, too, you know? Yeah,
0: those guys are all awesome. I try to go to as many events as they have, like, the Bar-X, the Game of in the Bar, and the, yeah. well, I made it to the Vans premiere, but I made it late, and I only caught Jeff, Ro- uh, not Jeff Raleigh, um, Anthony Van England's part, but then I went to, like, the party after, um, yeah. The dead, the winter contest, uh, the mini ramp contest in the dead of winter, sick as fuck. Um, yeah, they're yeah, they have a they cool operation and those guys do a lot of cool shit in skating. I love. Yeah, them.
1: they're they're super, um, super involved. Yeah, you know they're not just they're not like this Mister Burns like sitting back making money. You know, like yeah, they're really they're really hands on and they they give a shit. You know, they want to. Help the help the scene, which is rad.
0: Was it, what, did they, how did you go, did you, like, focus on filming a part for their video, or were you just going out filming, and whatever happens, happens? Um,
1: towards the end, I had, I was, like, I was, like, stacking footage that I didn't really know where it was gonna go. Yeah. Um, I thought it was gonna go to, like, a Hops thing, but it, I ended up not writing for them anymore, so I had this footage, and, uh, towards the end there i was i made a quite a big effort to go out and work on that the last video yeah towards the last maybe month
0: did, did people tell you um and you, I, you can be modest if you want but i'm just gonna say it um did people tell you that your skating was like kind of ahead of time because i was like watching it and i'm like your skating fit in perfect if not it was still progressive you know like i feel like you've always kind of been like your skating was technical but like I don't know. I feel like people skate like the way you have been skating now. <laughs> um, if that makes any sense at all, <laughs>
1: I've, heard, I've heard I've heard that a couple of times. Yeah, I don't know. You know, I really don't know how I feel about it, but it's definitely cool.
0: Who'd you look up to, like, uh, like as far as skating? Oh, Ed Templeton and Mike V. Was there anyone in particular that you're like? Ah, oh, I like this skating. Or,
1: um, like through what era?
0: like oh that's sick it's sick like, that you can say that
1: like what like what um
0: what made was, you progress like what made you like was like for me like Minik Mahdi was a video that I watched and I was like these dudes it just got me so hyped and maybe you want to keep progressing and then you know you go off in your own way but was there something that made you want to like push it and progress it was there any videos or any people in general in skating
1: I think I was I was like super into Matt Hensley when I was a kid. Sure. Was super into. I was thinking about this the other day because it, it seems like, it seemed to me like those, Psycho Eight Street videos that came out yeah. with all of those people you'd never heard of doing all these tricks you'd never heard of. Mm-hmm. It seemed like that came out, and like, Ban this came out for me, I can't assign a time of life to when that happened, but I just remember that's all I was into. Yes. I don't know. I'm sure they didn't come out the same week. Yeah. But, like, there was, like, a period where it was, like, that's all I was doing. I was watching, like, bandness and, like, like, Loving Ray Barbie and Matt Hensley.
0: Yes, those guys are so fucking good. That's... And
1: then, uh, and then Video Days was huge. Um... Just because Gons was this person that you never... I had never seen, other than, like, crappy vision videos. Yeah. You know, and then all of a sudden you get this five-minute part from him, you know?
0: Which was epic beyond belief, for sure.
1: Yeah, and the same was kind of true with Jason Lee, too. It was like, you always heard about him in California. We would always hear about him, but you never really saw, like, a huge body of work from him. Yeah. So then when that came out, it was like... And it wasn't just insane tricks it was insane tricks done well you know
0: yeah absolutely um that
1: that was really big those those videos were really big when i was a kid
0: um i wanted to i'm gonna jump to the being a firefighter again Uh, um i'm trying to wrap my head around the reality of actually going into a burning building uh is that some have you done that a lot how long have you been being doing the firefighting
1: um almost five years Holy um, shit, holy shit. Yeah, I mean, I've only, you know, I've had a couple handfuls of fires um, where it's, you're going in while the, you know, yeah, but that's, yeah, what, what do you want to know about it?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, is it something that, I mean, it must take some bravery to go into a burning building and, like, I don't know, like, if there's people in there, or what if something falls, or, like, like, I don't know, is that anything you've encountered, have you encountered anything like that, or?
1: I haven't gone, I haven't had a fire where anything has gone drastically wrong. Okay. We've had fires where people got hurt, um, but as far as my, as far as my safety and, like, fear, I didn't really, all that stuff, I don't really think about that stuff while it's happening, I think about I kind of just assess that stuff afterwards. Yeah, I know everyone. It's pretty cool. Like, like the other day we went to a reported fire, and it was like, I was working with two guys that I never worked with. On they were in on overtime. Yeah. So I'm on. You know, we're going to a fire, and I like, I'm going through my routine, getting everything on. I look over, and everyone else is doing the exact same thing I'm doing, but I don't. Never, I never work with these guys. Yeah. And it's just like everyone kind of knows what is expected of them, what they have to do. And everyone's calm. Everyone's just, you know, it's and that's kind of what they said. One of, one of my captains was like, there's like this saying that's like, like the, the trash man doesn't get excited when he turns the corner and sees trash. You know? <laughs> that's like, that's like this like super popular saying. And it's like the fireman shouldn't be excited if he turns the corner and sees fire. You know, it's like you have to remain calm. And it's like, you know, when our when our when our captain pulls up to a fire and sees a fire and we hear him on the radio and we're on the way, yeah. And he says he's got a good fire. He's not he's not screaming. He's not he's super calm. You know. Yeah. And that's kind of how you have to be.
0: It makes that's- it makes perfect sense. I would make a horrible firefighter because I would be freaking the fuck out. But it makes yeah. perfect sense that the dudes coming to save the day should be calm and collective, not over excited, anxious. But to me, it's such a foreign concept. (laughs) I like get I'll get a new job and be freaking out, and then I like get comfortable and then acclimated. But I mean, I guess you're acclimated. Five years, you're like, okay, I've seen it all. But no,
1: I have, I have, I I, by by no stretch have I seen it all. But I mean, I pan, I I may be nervous on the inside, but it's not gonna, you know, if you're if you're going crazy, that's not good. You know,
0: do they have practices like they must where they have um they run drills where they light buildings on fire and you go in? Is that like,
1: a... Um we don't do that. We can every once in a while. We don't really do that that much where I work. My my captain, though, is really hands on training. Yeah, we, just, we train like every shift. We do something because we're there for 24 hours. So he tries to get get us something.
0: Wait, you're there for 24 hours straight.
1: Yeah, we do. 24 hour shift, one day off, then 24 hour shift, and I had five days off. So it's wow. just kind of like you're kind of you're there for a long time, but it's like so he he's real he's a real like old school captain. So he's he's all about training and routine and making sure everyone's squared away. And
0: does that fuck up your five days off? Because you're you're there for 24 hours. Like, are you do you get a, are you comfortable? Are you sleeping? Or no,
1: I'm used to it at this point. Yeah. I, mean, I had a, hor- I have a I got off yesterday morning. I had a horrible night's sleep last night, but I'm pretty pretty used to it.
0: Yeah. And is your wife, does your wife worry at all? I imagine like... I
1: don't know. If she does, she doesn't really tell me.
0: (laughs) She keeps it down. She just holds it down, huh? She's like... (laughs)
1: Yeah, I don't know. We don't really talk. I used to like... If I have something really horrible happen at work, I I might bring it home, you know? And I might talk about it, but I generally don't. Our life is so busy with our kids. Oh, yeah. It's just like... Even if I have a bad night... I used to, like, piss and moan, you know, if I had a bad night. I'd be, like, come home and, like, ask to sleep. But I just, I'm so, just kind of, that's just life now. If I have a bad night, I kind of, I don't even tell her. Yeah. I just kind of, I just have to <laughs> hit the ground running when I get home, you know.
0: How, how often do you get to skate now?
1: I haven't skated, I would say, once every couple months.
0: Is this something that you feel like you need still in your life? Like, because when I feel like what you're just describing, like, if I have bad days and stuff, I still have that, like, I need to go skate. I need to, like, because it's therapy side for me.
1: Absolutely. I yeah. mean, the other day, um and my wife knows that, which is awesome.
0: Sick. Yeah, that's nice.
1: She knows that if I'm having a, I mean, the other day, I not the other day, but, like, the last time I went skating, she was, like, she could tell I was having a bad day, you know? Yeah, She's like, if you want to go skating, she's like, at like, you know, such, such time. She's like, just split. Yeah. So, she knows. um, But yeah, I definitely feel that way. I got, I had like, it was, this is hilarious. I had three hours the other day where I had, I didn't have shit to do. Sick. So, I had, but this is the funny part. It was from 7 in the morning to 10 a.m. Oh my god. Like, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. So, I was going to go skating at 7 a.m. Like total psycho, but like, <laughs> but like the night before, I was like so happy that I was gonna get to go skating at seven. It's completely insane. <laughs> but then I woke up and it was like pouring, so I didn't go skating. Oh man. Yeah. So I don't I don't get that much, I don't get that much time because it's like any any free time that my wife and I get, it's we ha- we look kind of looked at each other and s- give each other a break, you know, like yeah. Or, so it's kind of like you have to do the balancing act with the kids and stuff like that but i get periods of time to open up every once in a while where i'm able to go out and i definitely am psyched and it's it's rad
0: do you have um do you have any other expressions or like things that you're into because i i I like i know i can't draw at all but recently i like because i work a job and and when i'm working a job and i have a little bit of free time i just like to doodle and color and like I, none of it is art. None of it looks cool. But to me, it's like just something. I don't know. I'm like working. I have schedules. I have all this shit. And then I like can just sit there and doodle with different colors and be silly and what. Do you have any anything else you're into? Um, I know you were into bowling, no?
1: I was, yeah. <laughs> again, that takes time. You know what I mean?
0: At, were you good at bowling? I heard you were.
1: I was. I was. I was all right. Um What's the best
0: game you've rolled?
1: Um mid twos maybe
0: damn that is fuck dude yeah
1: but that that was like that was you know that was that wasn't uh i can't do that again (laughs) it wasn't wasn't like it happened because i was you know i was i was really on it yeah i was just
0: like damn whatever stroke of genius this time (laughs)
1: right right no i don't really have any other outlets not right now um
0: nothing I think about that as I get older too, because I I went surfing recently. Like I don't really surf, but like I've gone a few times, and I could see why people get into it because it's less impact and like it's you get that freedom feeling and it's like spontaneous. And you gotta you're it's like calming and peacing peaceful. So it's like you're float even half the time when you're waiting for waves, you're just floating on a board and you're looking at this like ocean that's like very humbling, and you're just like taking life in. And I feel like the more we express ourselves the more weight we can take on like the backpack can be heavier if you're like having fun and creating art and like in any which way you know what I mean Right. Like, right. yeah yeah. so I'm trying to find a healthy balance I just recently p- planted a tomato plant
1: and <laughs> we got a few nice potatoes. don't don't overwater it don't no overwater
0: no it. no I, I the lady at work's been helping me out she's been giving me advice <laughs> so yeah. I don't kill it it's like all common sense advice but it's stuff that like if you never try to grow a plant it's like helpful to hear someone say it you know <laughs> right that's cool well fuck jerry you're cool as shit man and i really appreciate you coming on the podcast
1: yeah thanks for uh thanks for reaching out
0: yeah man it means a lot because like i was saying before all the people you were naming all these jamal you charlie bro like Jay at solstice um barley you guys are the dudes i watched in videos like i looked up to you guys you guys were the you guys were the cool people creating cool content and having fun and Whatever, just expressing yourself, however, and sharing it, dude. That's what video parts were. That's what interviews are. That's what it's just you sharing your life and what you're into and your passion and your love or your frustrations or whatever. Expression is like what it's all about to me. So I thank you. I thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> cool,
1: man. Yeah, it's cool to it's cool to definitely talk skating. Yeah. Wait, I mean, it's usually something you just do, you know. Like it's not. It's kind of nice
0: yeah i'm gonna try to get i'm trying to get as many pros and people that love skating on the podcast so we can hear all the perspectives and different angles and how people approach it because it's so many skateboarding seems like it's for everybody because every type of person from every walk of life like seems to find it so it's like it's insane to me you know yeah and you have a very unique approach with it man i really like your skating you i could tell like the way you skated I could tell kind of how you were in life. I wouldn't bet on it, you know, but I could just be like, you know, people's skating reflects how they think and feel. I I I, feel, I think so. Right. And we change. Like <laughs> So it's Yeah, for sure. Do you think you'll film another video part if you ever could if you get free? Ex- I don't know,
1: man. I mean, I feel I still feel good. I still like I still have I still kind of like get it get that that awesome feeling when I when I learn something you know yeah and I I still am learning stuff and it's it's really rad and I know Orchard has my back and like if I film something they'll use it so I would love to I just got to find the time and the um I guess I just have to find the time that's all I need to find so
0: Cool. Well, if anything, if you get a day off, one, if you find a way to get a day off in time, get out there because I want to see it. <laughs> Alright, sounds good. Even if you just roll around and Instagram everything, because I'll follow. <laughs> Alright. Do you have an Instagram? I do. Is it just Jerry Fowler?
1: There's, there's some. Uh, I think it's Jerry with three R's and then Fowler with one R.
0: Okay. That's what it is. Sweet. So we could.
1: Yeah. All the, all the, uh, all the other ones were taken.
0: All right, so let me make sure I get J E R R R Y, F O L. Wait, there you are.
1: F O W L E R. Yeah,
0: it popped up. F O W L E R. All right, you're getting the follow right now, live on the show. Nice. <laughs> All right, <laughs> thank you, Jerry. I appreciate everything, man.
1: Hang on, brothers and sisters. Liberation is near. It's almost
0: time. buddy, Hell yeah!
1: Say come so all my people where you at. Put your fist up. We gon' twist up. Say, come on, come on. Experience the train. Up, door, hop the Come on. Experience rockin' with the reed. Black,